everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 98, Life After a Thru-Hike. If you would like to support the Trust the Trail podcast, please join us on patreon.com forward slash trust the trail. We would love for you to be a part of our outdoor Patreon community. Plus, you can always receive our podcasts early before they hit all the iTunes and the podcatchers. We have a lot of cool things going on. We're going to go live this weekend on our Patreon page at the Appalachian Trail kickoff. So we would love for you to support the podcast. On this episode, we talked to Heather Boylan, a.k.a. Mama Cluck, about life after her Appalachian Trail through hike. She shares how taking a six-month break while managing a hostel in southern Georgia has inspired her to get back out there and hike yet again. Her stamina and passion as a thru-hiker brings her to now partner with Brian Galvin for an even larger cause while hiking over 1,200 miles of Florida's coastline. This time around, she's not carrying a rooster, but instead plastics. Most of us already practice leave no trace while in the wilderness but do we actually associate these efforts beyond the trail here is our interview with the two people behind the passion for plaz trek for plastic awareness 2019 heather boylant and brian galvin you can always join in on the discussion on our facebook group page just go to facebook.com forward slash group forward slash trust the trail and join our podcast family Come hang out with us and be part of that community. We would love to have you. So, Heather, thank you so much for coming on Trust the Trail podcast. Brian, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you guys spending uh, your afternoon with us. And um, Heather, I would have to say right off the bat, we, we, we miss you in the hostel, right off the bat. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Aww, thank you so much. And thank you so much for having us. Oh, absolutely. So uh, we had a great opportunity to sit with Heather at the Hustle in the Forest when she was managing there. Um, if you don't know Heather's story, her trail name is Mama Cluck. And Heather, kind of just real briefly remind all of the backpacking community and the AT community your, <laughs> your quick thru-hike story. Yeah, so I was a southbound through hiker on the Appalachian Trail in 2017. And my original trail name was Mama Duck. And then when I got about halfway through the trail in Pennsylvania, I happened upon a rooster in the middle of the trail and didn't really know what to do with him. There's no cell phone service, nobody around. Uh, so I ended up just scooping him up and hiking with him for about 40 miles until I got to um, Harper's Ferry, I believe it was. Um, and then we brought him to an animal sanctuary and he's living out the rest of his life there. And he's very happy rooster right now. Um, but it was uh, pretty a pretty memorable moment on the trail. Uh, so then my trail name got changed to Mama Cluck after that and the story went down to history. 
<laughs> yeah, I'd say you're you're kind of well known in the uh, in the AT culture right now. <laughs> so I guess our question is: Do you still keep in touch with the rooster? Do you guys have uh, are you guys Facebook friends? How does that whole thing work? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I had named him Eddie, and then the sanctuary changes his name to Mason because they already had a peacock there whose name was Eddie. Um, and I found him near the Mason Dixon line. So thus his name was Mason. And I visited him, uh, I think it was last March at the sanctuary. And he, he just seemed like a totally different rooster. He was very happy and healthy and surrounded by lots of ladies. So he's, he's living the good life right now. That is, that is very cool. So we met you at the hostel in the forest. Uh, it's, it, yeah. it's always really cool when you're traveling, uh, being nomadic, and you, you run into some place, and then you run into somebody that is part of the AT community. And, you know, we, who would have thought, we, we've met people at the hostel before that have hiked the Appalachian Trail, but um, you were a little bit unique because you were managing the hostel in the forest. So it was really good to kind of connect with another AT through hiker and have, you know, long talks and, and uh, you know, it, it, it's funny to talk to somebody who understands um, that you, you smell and you stink after a while and you're dirty and that's the stuff that we love. <laughs> it's hard to connect with those people. <laughs> It's so true. Yeah, you can, it's uh, something that only through hikers can relate to. So, <laughs> so then when you started telling us your story and what you're going to do in Florida, and you talked to us about Brian and Brian, how did you and you know how did you and Mama Cluck, <laughs> how did you guys get together? How did you guys meet? When how how did this whole thing with with uh, the plastic symptoms start? Um, so how I met Heather was through an email, uh, from a previous project that we had done, uh, and we hiked from Fernandina beach down to Miami beach, Florida, um, in 2017. And we dubbed that hike 420 and, um, tried picking up as much plastic as we could and ended with about a ton. Uh, the goal was to do about 400 miles in 20 days each segment um, on the hike, but didn't really turn out that way. Um, the next year I was kind of falling into blockchain and some technology and I fell into an idea that I had um, that I think could help mitigate the plastic. So all at the same time, I found an email in my inbox from Heather and um, she reached out to me about hiking the entire coastline. Um, so since then, we've been kind of working to make that a reality. Nothing like getting to know an Appalachian through hiker who's done t over 2,100 miles. You got to be careful when you say, hey, let's go for a hike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Do you know what you've just gotten yourself into, Brian? <laughs> No. Um, I, 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 I'm feeling it. <laughs> I'm learning. So uh, when does this uh, dream of yours become a reality? Uh, what is the launch date for you guys? Um, so March 1st, 
is our planned day of launch from Fernandina. And we estimate it'll take about um, probably just under 100 days to make it to Pensacola Beach. Um, uh, we're going to need a lot of help on the way with counting the different plastics for sure. Um, we're reaching out for people to maybe help sort some of the plastic as we collect it. Um, and we do have a, a, a truck driver that will be nearby, but his time is also kind of scarce. So we'll be looking for, as we get started, um, probably about a month into it, we'll be looking for somebody else to help out driving a truck nearby to pick up plastic, um, things like that. Um, we we want to get a good count and get a good idea for the type of plastic in each area, like kind of like a swab down the coastline, but also like trying to push um, the human element um, and athletics. So um, we're trying to get as many people that want to come out and use their hands to pick up the plastic to come out as possible, or um, just as well, um, help us make it a reality to get these um, plastic symptoms swabbed so we can understand where where this plastic's coming from, what type of plastic is it. When we come out each tide by the next tide, if local communities can go out to their beach and see the plastic out there, once we've already left, how much more plastic has come in on the tide, you know? Um, and sitting out on the beach uh, doing ocean rescue for a long time has has really put, you know, all that perspective, all those questions into my head. Um, and the 400 miles before, it was slightly under 400, but I probably did just over 400, um, especially walking back and forth, having to double down on miles sometimes. Um, this time we are going to be getting across each inlet rather than where I had to park in different places, hike up an island and then back down an island. Um, and then carrying with me all that plastic to drop in the truck and then to continue my hike and then ask an, an Uber ride or, or, a, uh, a bypasser for, for a lift back up to my truck. Uh, put the plastic on the truck and I was doing that for weeks <laughs> but this time this time you know we're a little bit bigger you know we have a little bit of a story to tell so we're trying to tell a bigger story and we're trying to invite everybody to be a part of that and so dabbling into like technology and I think that with like blockchain technology and, and technology in general is so um it, it can really work for our benefit if we if we believe and if we want it to. And there's a lot of things about technology we try to get away from, especially, you know, doing a hike like this or like um, getting out in nature, getting out, you know, on a trail or something. But um, I really think that part of the answer and all this plastic pollution and, and the awareness also comes from technology. So as one of our first projects using blockchain technology. We're going to mint out a token for each foot that Heather and I hike along the coast. 
Oh, cool. Um, that we're going to allow people to uh, collect this one one of a kind token on the Ethereum blockchain that is immutable and will always be there as a part of history to say what we did. So as long as people help um, and they come out and use their hands, pick up some plastic with us or uh, by donating or by um, giving us their time or service to count some plastic, they will also uh, be able to take a piece of that history with them. And um, right now, if they don't understand like Ethereum and blockchain, that's fine. You know, it'll be like an IOU. Um, and at the same time, people that do understand it will be able to opt in and exchange their, you know, Ethereum, open up their Ethereum wallet um, uh, and, and receive this token. So, so that's, that's kind of the idea on that. I'm trying to bring more attention from the blockchain space into this space, but you know, it, we can, we can do a lot more than that, but this is just one, one simple practical way to use um, the token of blockchain. Brian, how did you, did you come up with the idea of plastic symptoms? I mean, how did the whole, how did that whole idea of just hiking along the beach and, you know, picking up plastic, how did that, you know, how did that evolve um, with you? Um, yeah. So uh, I found it plastic symptoms when I had this idea that I felt could solve the education and awareness issue of plastic and also could it maybe even help mitigate plastic. Um, and I mean, the beach, I don't remember the beach when I was younger being littered at all. Like maybe if you were unlucky, you'd find a cigarette, but you know, when you're building a sandcastle, but that, that was it. And over the years, you know, the different, different locals from the community, such as, um, uh, just to throw a name out there, Caitlin Cucinata has been awesome. She works with uh, Palm Beach County now. Um, uh, somebody else, uh, people like Balloons Blow doing their activist um, stuff online, um, collecting data. Um, like all these people that, you know, you start to get connected with um, that are also noticing the same, same stuff. And uh, I didn't really know where to start. Um, with my ideas, but I knew that I could get some footage for some of um, these educational ideas that I had in my head. And for, um, you know, where, where do you start to build a, an entire platform from? So, um, and I've seen the whole coast surfing, you know, I've, I've surfed, I've surfed like the whole coast of Florida, I feel like. So, I mean, an idea to walk the whole coast of Florida had definitely entered my mind. And then when you talk about the plastic, how much plastic could be out there in one tidal period, that's an interesting idea to try and figure out like an average tide, like would be one sweep down, down the coast, you yeah. know? So um, how could we put it in people's perspective to see that like, it's not about the beachgoer sitting and leaving litter on the beach. It's, it's more of it, all this stuff's being discharged from the ocean it's trying to spit it out like mucus, you know, it's, it's trying to, and then being a lifeguard and, and understanding like when something goes wrong, we're trained to get the victim or whatever's happening away from the source of 
that symptom, whether it's drowning or it's a burn or anything like that. So if we looked at it from like a medical standpoint as a, as a symptom that could be curable, like, like I feel like beach cleanups are great, but if we think that's the answer, that's, that's like saying that a tissue is going to solve your cold. Right. You, like, you might be able to pick up a little bit of like of the mucus that's coming out, but there's a bigger problem. You know, it, it's not just the runny nose. There's right. right. going to keep coming. Right. Exactly. Um, and Heather, how did so that, that, you, how, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, that's the idea of, of the plastic symptoms name, the title. Well, I think that's a, mm-hmm. I think it's a great idea. How, Heather, how did you, like, what made you aware and send mm-hmm. the email? I mean, what, how did, how did you get involved in this? Yeah, so um, picking up litter is something that I've been doing almost my entire life. Uh, when I was younger, I used to, um, walk up and down the road near where I lived. I grew up in Maine out in the country and um, my mom and I would take our dog for walks down the street and just find a lot of trash along the side of the road that people were throwing out or that would blow out of people's vehicles and um, and it always bothered me so I'd always you know bring a bag with me and pick up all the trash that I found whenever we took our dog for walks um, and then that just kind of transcended throughout the rest of my life. I went to college um, in St. Petersburg, Florida on the Gulf Coast. So I was constantly walking the beaches there, um, picking up um, debris that I had found, you know, washed up on the beach, a lot of plastic bags, a lot of balloons, um, cigarette butts, things like that. And got involved with local cleanup groups like the Ocean Conservancy, um and Florida Fish and Wildlife. Um and then about a year ago I was driving across the state of Florida and I was listening to a podcast. Um it was the Rich Roll podcast and he was interviewing Jared Blumenfeld, who used to be the Southwest regional director for the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. And he was talking about environmental activism and grassroots activism and how he feels like there's not a lot of people doing on the ground grassroots activism that much anymore um, towards helping the environment. And I had been working for an animal protection nonprofit in the Pacific Northwest for about three and a half years doing grassroots activism. So that's kind of been my background and I, I want to keep bringing awareness to um, problems that are posed to the environment and animals. So I was just thinking about that and um, I had just come from visiting my mom in the West Palm Beach area and she and I were walking the beach and we were picking up plastics along the beach and um, so this idea just came to me that what if I hiked the entire uh, peninsula of Florida and just picked up litter that I was finding on the beach um, that was being washed in um, because I had just come from through hiking the Appalachian Trail the year before. So I was still in the the mode of hiking um, long distances and that's a passion of mine. So I figured how could I combine my passion of 
of hiking and um, protecting the planet and being out in the in the sun along the beach. Um, so I actually reached out to Jared, who was interviewed in the podcast, and told him my idea, and he was suggesting that I do some research to see if anybody else had ever attempted to hike the entire coastline of Florida, and if not, why? Um, because it's a pretty daunting challenge to take on for many reasons. Um, so I did some research, and um, that's when Brian's name popped up, and I found his website, Plastic Symptoms, and he had uploaded a video to YouTube every day that he was out there hiking. So watched all his videos and um as brian said i i emailed him to try to get some advice about hiking the beaches and what it was like for him when he was out there um like logistical questions and then he responded back to me saying that he um had been tossing around a, a similar idea and suggested that we team up together and um it turned out that he only lived uh, like 20 minutes south of where my mom lives so we were able to meet up for lunch and chat about this idea and we've just been working on it ever since um, it's almost about a year now in the process there's nothing like a partnership of somebody who's a surfer dude and an AT through hiker. I think that's a beautiful, <laughs> I think that's a beautiful <laughs> partnership. Um, no wonder you guys get along so well. And it, it's just such a, it's, it's such a fantastic idea, uh, as, you know, especially to bring awareness because it's such a huge, it's such a huge problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say that most people probably have a very disconnected notion of, you know, how their actions can help improve the environment or um, just even a very bare basics understanding of the plastic problem in general. I think education has been thrown out there to the grand masses in what the problem is, um, but how to actually do their own part in achieving that is definitely right. something that needs more awareness. And I, I love this notion of not only doing an initial cleanup through your efforts, but bringing that education even further as, hey, we need your support. You know, once we pass, more will wash up again. What's that ongoing effort? And I think that that's such a beautiful thing for you to develop. So tell our listeners you know exactly what those efforts are for you at this point and how you expect that they'll probably evolve throughout your your guys's hike you're doing the entire coastline so you have a lot of time out there yeah <laughs> um I, I mean so we do know that there are a few awesome groups um, down the coast that uh, do their part in collecting the plastics and the trash and uh, you know, trying to educate their local communities. They, you know, they go on the front line of their local city or county. Um, and we, we want to reach out to anybody, any local, any community, um, but we will definitely be reaching out to the ones that we know are out there supporting um, their local community every day. 
Um, and I'm sure there's people that, you know, we're going to miss trying to reach out to, and I want them to reach out to us um, and email us. Uh, we will be posting a schedule of our weeks and which weeks we expect to be in which area. Um, we are debating on having like a tracker on the, our website. Uh, just, you know, we want people to see, you know, where we go and where we've been, but for like logistic reasons, but at the same time for safety reasons, we don't really want to be like on there. So that's, that's a question up in the air. We can turn that off at night or something. But um, other than that, I mean, as long as they follow our videos, uh, follow our updates, um, and they come out and support us, whether it's before, you know, we get there, when we're there, after we, you know, we pass and let us know what the beach looks like. Um, and, and they can reach out to us on, on Plastic Symptoms on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, PlasticSymptoms.org. Um, and, and we're going to also <laughs> post, I think, we, I think we posted the GoFundMe link on our homepage on there. Um, and what so is that, your website? That, that was, what what is what is your website uh, URL? Uh, PlasticSymptoms.org. PlasticSymptoms.org, and you do have a GoFundMe link on there, correct? Correct. And what what other kind of support do you guys need? Um, I, I guess my I guess the first thing that pops up in my my head is. Um, you know, leave no trace. And, you know, we were so, uh, you know, we're so educated when we go out backpacking into the wilderness, national park to leave no trace. But I, I always find it interesting that on a recreational use then, you know, like boating or RVing or just going to the beach, regular lifestyle, that leave no trace is rarely a thought in anybody's mind and so what what other kind of support mechanisms are you looking for as far as you know where are you guys going to tent it you're going to tent on the beach you know do you have sleeping any kind of a you know sleeping accommodation plan or how's that whole thing going to work for you guys okay. so we're going to be hiking through uh during sea turtle uh season so we have to be careful not to disturb the sea turtles so we're not encouraging, you know, if anybody wants to come help out, if they want to come pick up plastic with us, um, you know, sleeping arrangements and stuff have to be done on their own. Um, we we can't do anything like that. Like we, we do have plans at some campsites um, to stay at. We also have plans to stay at some uh, friends and family that we know. Um, if there is a place that maybe somebody could throw us a couch or or a place to stay for that night, that'd be awesome. You know, we'll definitely take them up on that um, and, uh, and stuff like that. But um, mm -hmm. so it'll be an interesting time to be hiking. I mean, essentially we're, we're hiking in the spring because it'll be a little cooler than the summer and a little less windy and all that. So, but, but unfortunately it's also sea turtle season. So, um, we, you know, you gotta be off the beach by certain, certain right. times. Mm -hmm. Well, we do have a white sketchy van that we could pull up <laughs> and you guys could use and our Airstream could be done by that time. So we may oh, wow. possibly pull it, uh, pull it down, at least offer a, uh, a hot shower. 
um, if, if we can get it to work. Uh, we don't know. Um, yeah. But I think that's awesome. Amazing. I think that's just a, a great idea. Um, and it sounds just like a great partnership mm-hmm. uh, that you guys have formed. And, um, you know, it's, it's such mm-hmm. a great thing. It, it's, it's such a, uh, a worthy cause. Um, and we will help any way we can to spread the word um, to the backpacking community, to the Appalachian Trail community that uh, you guys are looking for support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we are, as Brian said, we're going to put some more information on our website about ways people can help specifically. Um, offering places for us to crash at night is definitely um, hugely helpful. Um, coming out to the beach, um, you know, if people have, um, you know, that that time, um, they're always welcome to you know, come out and pick up um, trash on the beach as well. Um, offering food, any type of meals. Um, we're both going to be doing this vegan as well. So um, any type of vegan meals would be hugely appreciated. Um, and we are also just trying to get general support from the communities to help um, potentially pass uh, legislature within the state of Florida to ban single-use plastics, if not within municipalities along the coast um, statewide, because that would really be beneficial in uh, kind of cutting off the use of plastic at its source. Uh, there's a lot of cities along the coast of Florida right now that have already banned or are in the process of banning plastic straws. Um, and you know, a lot of that's gotten more headway because of how we know it affects sea turtles now. Um, Florida has such a fragile ecosystem and so much wildlife here that um, really depend on the beaches and the ocean for their homes. So it's just becoming um, more apparent how much plastic bags and straws and cups and lids and everything that we use um, on a daily basis is just accumulating and affecting all the wildlife here. Um, so if people could make that choice at home to refuse plastic, first of all, um, whenever they go out to eat, you know, just choose not to get a plastic bag or choose not to get a plastic straw or plastic cup and bring your own utensils, bring your own reusable straws, um, you know, bring your own take-home containers, things like that, um, that'll really go a long way. Um, And encouraging other people to do the same as well. And also just encouraging their representatives uh, in local government to try to pass a legislation to to make that choice easier for people. It's also, it's also like on the um, molecular like when you get down to the molecules of plastic, they don't go away forever, really. They they just keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And at that point, they get into our atmosphere, our drinking water. I mean, there's the the studies of microplastics were only just coming out in 2017 when you know the first you know hike that we accomplished back then. But the 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 science. I mean, I remember seeing things about autism and like and how autism was spiking. 
And then I remember I was looking at plastic graphs and things with other people that I would talk with. And I started comparing the two because I was working with autistic uh, children. I was a swim coach and we had a lot of, you know, surface for autism, things like that. And it made me question, like, what is different about, like, our lives today that it's become such a common thing? And it's got to be chemicals. And, and one of those things that I think that we kind of turn our cheek at, like, we, we don't see it as a hazard, is that we use every day. And, and maybe that's the problem is it's, we're not using them on just practical uses. We're using it on impractical uses, like single-use plastics and things like that, that, are, that when, when we recycle them, they, they only come back maybe 60%, I mean, because you have to mix fresh resins in with them. You lose a lot of it when you, when you melt it down and break it down into something that you can, you know, extract a resin that can be created into another water bottle or recycled. You, it, it turns into air vapor and water vapor. And so even recycling, recycling plastic is a farce. It, it doesn't, it doesn't recycle plastic down cycles and uh, glass and steel and metals, things like that. They, they do recycle, you know, and, 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 and paper has, has a, an actual recycling limit to it and, and it surpasses plastic. And it, it's, it's crazy that we, we continue to put these chemicals in our water and, and that's, that's how we're doing it. It's not like some government conspiracy thing, which, you know, maybe it is, but it's kind of right in front of our eyes. We're kind of, we're kind of doing it to ourselves. But notice most, most places in the United States, there's, there's not a lot of recycling plants. Not, not like you would find in other parts of the world, like Indonesia and, and uh, China. And China now finally banned as of last year. They've just banned the ability to ship our plastic recycling to China. China wants nothing to do with it. They have their own plastic recycling problem. And now we're finally at a forefront where we have to, we are almost being forced to either be sitting on our plastic trash one day or come up with a viable solution. Which it and, sounds like you guys are working towards, um, <laughs> even at such you know, the base, um, base level in which you are, I absolutely am just like floored and in awe over the passion uh, that you guys have behind all these efforts that you're doing, um, hiking for education, but also to make a difference. So remind our viewers one more time how they can follow your journey and how we can stay in the know about um, kind of where you're at in that process and uh, where and how we can help out so what are those links one more time for the viewers? Mm -hmm. So our website is plasticsymptoms.org. And then you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Plastic Symptoms. And we also have a GoFundMe page, uh, which you can research um, either Plastic Symptoms or PlasTrek, P-L-A-S-T-R-E-K. Um, 2019, which is kind of the name that we've dubbed this year's hike, um, Plast Trek for Plastic Awareness. Um, and people can follow us there, um, donate, like our pages, and we'll be doing video updates every day on our YouTube channel, uh, which is also Plastic Symptoms. 
Um, so definitely a lot of ways for people to follow, get involved, and support us. Very cool. Thank you guys so much for that. Really super appreciate you guys coming in and spending your afternoon talking to us about such a great, it's really an, it's really a, a great educational tool for people to, to understand yeah. what we're doing to the environment and really appreciate that. And I may want to add that, you know, you guys, it's not easy hiking in the sand. on top of everything else it's you know it's much harder so heather the question is uh, would you be telling us our appalachian trail uh audience um we'd be hiking boots or we just go barefoot um uh, we're gonna sandal. be going barefoot. barefoot there you go absolutely barefoot and then we will be paddling the sections that we can hike because a lot of florida is also mangroves um, and places where there aren't really a beach. So it's going to be kind of a combination of hiking and paddling for this trek. Oh, that's awesome. That's very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. Well, again, you guys, thank you so much. Heather, it was so good to talk to you again. Really, uh, really appreciate it. Brian, it was really good to meet you and talk to you also. Uh, we look forward to coming thank down you. to thank Florida you and showing you guys some support. Thank you for having us. It's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, it was great talking with you too. And um, thank you again for allowing us this time with you. And Heather, just always remember the hostel is with you. <laughs> <laughs> May the forest be with you. Yep. <laughs> thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening. For more information on how to get involved about Heather and Brian's hike, please go to www.plasticsymptoms.com org where you can support them monetarily you can donate to them or you can support them just by encouragement and they need a lot of encouragement if you can help them in any way possible they would really super appreciate that as you're downloading our podcast on the 28th of february on thursday they're hitting the trail so they're out there right now so please go out there and try to support them any way you can. Go and visit the website. There's a lot of information out on there that will just completely blow your mind. Again, that's www.plasticsymptoms.org. And we ask you to help them trust the trail. If you enjoy this podcast, please post a comment on iTunes. It really super helps spread the word about our podcast and and really on any of the other podcatchers that you listen to, if you could post a comment, that would be fantastic. The more comments, the more people get introduced to Trust the Trail podcast. Shout outs to our Facebook members. We love you guys. Thank you so much for posting every day. We just absolutely love that. Our Patreon members, Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, John, Phillips, Gary, or Jerry, and uh, Suzanne Johnson, Brad Wolf, and Bill Cottrell. We really super appreciate you guys uh, supporting the podcast. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, Radio Public, available on both iOS and Android. You can also follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and our Facebook page, Trust the Trail. So please come and follow us. We hope that 2019 has blown you guys away as far as getting out there, getting outside, trusting the trail in any 
other format that you guys are enjoying year year we really really appreciate all the support that you guys have given us and just remember the trail gives you everything that you need so trust the trail bye you guys we'll see you later bye